Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read The Shocking History of P by Ronald Bloomer. Yes, this book may be 100% about urination, but before you turn the episode off, I'll have you know it's extremely educational, so tell your kids to throw their homework away and come listen to the podcast. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading The Shocking History of P by Ronald Bloomer. P, P-E-E. You know it. We all know it. We all do it. It's P. It's the shocking history of it. Before we get into it, let's check in on the fellas. It's been a little while. It's a... Uh, it's been a, I don't know, a couple of weeks, months, years. Months. I, don't even months. Know. I can't keep track of time. Months. Our last, I looked, I looked today. Our last episode was released mid March. Oh, yeah. That's months. Oh, what month is it now? Mid May. Oh, <laughs> boy. Okay. Yeah. That's a good while. That's, you know, it's like not long enough that you had to say something, but long enough that I felt like, I feel like it's been, it's a, it's a while. Yeah. yeah. Feels like I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. Well, how are you? How are you guys? Oh, How are you? Gotta, you you got to say. Are you asking both of us, or yet you got to ask one <laughs> so of us? Sorry, uh, Ganesh. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, dude. Okay. How's your baby? Was he three, four years old now? <laughs> he's he's uh, he's heavy. Oh, that you don't do it by age, huh? Weight. That's what you guys are measuring him in. He weighs more than my cats now. Oh, okay. He's in the litter box. He is, he's using the litter box. And speaking of pee, the other day, I'm really proud of him because he peed so much at night that it went through the diaper, through his clothes, through the mattress, and onto the floor. Is there, no, let me ask you this. <laughs> is there a difference between a diaper and diaper? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You just call it a diaper because... Because it's full of pee, dude. Well, oh, it's like, wow. uh, yeah, one's like made out of like stretch material or something. Yeah, diapers now, are for adults. Diapies are for babies. Instagram has figured out that I have a child, and yeah. all of my ads are for like I don't know who the fuck Instagram thinks I am. All my ads are for like these organic diapers. Yeah, they're like reusable like, diapers. Sounds like it's got you pegged. It's uh, like, hey, go green with our biodegradable diapers. I'm like, I don't. I'm not doing that. It's got you pegged, upper middle class, East Coast liberal parent. That's that's nailed you. <laughs> well, it pulls all that from your browser stuff. Yeah. You Google no stuff, dude. Yeah, you're Google. And I'm not Googling diapers, all right? I'll tell you that. Yeah. Googling other stuff he's that Googling, I don't get ads he's, for. He's Googling the his shocking history of pee by Ronald Bloomer. He's binging diapers. Bing, bing. You're talking to Bing's weird little psycho AI. <laughs> I need diapies, bing. Uh, okay. Well, that's enough from you. Shane, how are you doing? Um, 
I've been better for sure. I feel yeah. like I'm going to break my character here for a uh, second. Uh, yeah, my dad passed away like a month ago. And that's kind of why we took a big break. But uh, I just want to say I'm really thankful for these two guys and for everyone in like the Discord chat. Um, I'm just happy to be doing this. And I'm not sure if he ever listened, but he just thought the idea of it was funny. So I can appreciate that. And, but yeah, um, it's a surprise, but I'm glad to be back with these two guys because they have been really great through this while I've been working through it. So, well, we love you, obviously, love you, man. And yeah, that's the podcast is here to heal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to get out of that. It's, well, no, it's, yeah, that's, that's... I'll, I'll snap back into my. <laughs> character and wait well before before you do dude like uh for no, you do do it's, it's yeah dude, dude. sorry before i snapped back do. into my character quick no man it's dude it's tough um i don't think i ever mentioned this on the on the podcast but my father-in-law passed away last december like a couple days after deva was born i was like also really suddenly i think probably similar situation and yeah it's uh it's not easy um, obviously it's a lot harder for my wife than it is for me, but it's still seeing people that you love and a lot of pain is really hard. And yeah, yeah, honestly, this podcast is, uh, it's good to just fuck around with your friends for a couple hours a week. Yeah, it is. And I'm a full-time dog dad now. Oh Lord. So <laughs> I need human interaction. This, yeah. This is really good. Well, that's about as how, uh, how how are you, Austin? Wow, well, yeah. you know what? I gotta tell you, you got a break character for anything? Nah, everybody's doing well. <laughs> I feel like uh, clock's ticking on me because so far, it seems like it's going fine. Which should be, it can't last too long. How's your ulcer? It's gone, but it still hurts my throat. That's old news. That's peanuts compared to you guys. What? Are, come on, my throat's actually feeling better too, so I can't even complain. I drank two big beers and ate eight slices of pizza the other night. Nothing happened. <laughs> We went out, Austin and I went out to a brewery with mm. my son. Yeah, we got, teaching the boy his uh, IPAs. And we got pizza at the brewery. And then when we left the brewery, Austin went to a second pizza place. Wow. Yeah, I, ne I needed more pizza. Once you got that taste. It was a different kind of pizza, too. At the brewery, they had like wood-fired pizza. And then afterwards, I was like, give me the real deal. Give me the, a New York slice or two. Yeah, it was good. Good time. Well... Glad everybody's back and feeling ready to talk about the history of P. <laughs> well, what what better way to bring us all back together with our favorite thing, bathroom stuff? It was nice to have that moment of reality and rawness and the fact that it's buried in the episode called The Shocking History of P makes it all the more sweeter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, what else? Anything else you want to talk about? We got, we got some, you got, you got, you got about a minute and 40 seconds left on the clock before I say enough personal chit chat. Someone tried to fight me on, on my walk home today. Oh, finally. Oh. Somebody with some sense. What's you their in, problem? Were you in your karate outfit? <laughs> he was asking, he was asking for it. He's like, is that a black Yeah, belt? no, I was. Kathleen and I were coming back from, from dinner and we're crossing the street and this BMW like was very close to plowing through the crosswalk and he didn't. He stopped. And then he like gave us the like to go ahead like but like we already had the walk sign. Like we were we were already walking and I like glared at him a little bit and he rolled down his window and he started yelling at me. He's like, I stopped, didn't I? 
And I was like, yeah, like barely, dude. Like you got to watch where you're going. He had a red light. And then he's like, well, I had the right away because I had the guy. I, I didn't have the red light. I had the right away. This is, this, by the way, and, this, by the way, is where a normal person would just walk away. But Ganesh <laughs> <laughs> felt it was, it was a good time to argue. I was like walking and just still <laughs> just and talking. I was like, I mean, he, listen, he almost hit us. So, yeah, I was going to say something about Your it. Your father's instinct came I'm out. I'm pushing a fucking stroller. Like, yeah. this is like right also right next to Austin's apartment. This all happened like 20 feet away from Austin's apartment. I was none the wiser. Was it Austin? Yeah, no, no. It was. it was my chauffeur. <laughs> and he then he started threatening to kick my ass. And for whatever reason, my wife started egging him on. Was like, do it. Get out and do it. Damn, dude. <laughs> and then that's, uh, that's fine. And, it, and then the guy in the car, his wife was egging him on. He, she was like, do it. Do it. Wow. And so then, everyone, uh, everyone on the street away. wanted to kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody within your shot, including your wife and possibly your son, wanted you to get yours. He's like, he's like, I'll smack the shit out of you in front of your baby. <laughs> oh, wow, um, that's like so specific. Yeah, and then he, and then my wife was like, "Do it," and he was like, "I'll smack the shit out of you too." <laughs> Damn, it was it was crazy, man. Man, mm-hmm. how Sucks. long? This is, this is a long crosswalk, huh? Yeah, <laughs> hey, he was stopped. He was holding up traffic. People were honking at him. Damn. Well, wow. That's uh, shocking stuff. That never happens to me in that crosswalk. It's not even. Uh, it's not even hot outside yet. Usually, that stuff stuff's no. coming out. Ah, it's, it's like a hundred. Yeah, that's like there's a pleasant sixty-five out there today. When it hits oh, ninety, that guy's straight up homicidal, dude. He's <laughs> I was carrying a milkshake. Oh, oh you look. Really, I get it. Now you look like that's prime target. This fucking guy with a baby and a milkshake. That guy's got everything to lose. I could pick on him. Well, I'm glad you made it home okay. Everybody's good. Uh, we are eight seconds over personal time. We're wow. Gonna the, we're going to have to hit the buzzer on that one. Can we get a little like time's up sound? Beautiful. That's enough. Let's talk about the shocking history of P. Ganesh, do you have a... Uh, oh, something happened to me uh, oh, Lord. with P today. Uh, I'll allow it. We can go over time for this. <sighs> so, related. uh... I was taking my dog to the groomer to get mm. his little eyes to trim the hair off of his face so he could see. Yeah. Anyway, I had to pee before <laughs> we were leaving and I had the door open and I was like, oh, I'll just go. He's like in the other room. But then as I'm peeing, I hear him come running and push the door open and his little head pops under my legs and I got some pee on his face. <laughs> oh my god, you peed on your own dog's head? That's so... right after he got a haircut. No, no, no. This is before. before. Damn, oh, so the lady okay. cut the hair with your <laughs> so Oh was, my god. So I was in there trying to dry him off on stuff and I was like I was like, "Oh fuck." I was like, "We got to go cuz it's like a it's like a walk to get to this place and I was already late." So I like grabbed these like lavender wipes and just wiped them down. Oh my god. <laughs> so I had a big uh I had a big pee day. I got to say Saving I peed on my own dog's head for the very end is impressive. I would have been the first thing I told everybody for the rest of my week. Or never told anyone. That's that's one you kind of bury. Could you even can, you can bleep sense. every word in that out if you want. No, that's prime material. That's the stuff people want. That's why they keep tuning in, hopefully. But he's fine, by the way, so don't call like the cops or anything. He's, he's fine? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought maybe you had the affliction, the, the toxic pee man of ruin, whatever. You're not that guy. No, he liked it. He loved it. So, oh well, now you're going too far the other direction. He can't. That's not good either. All right, something wrong here. 
We got to get out of this. How did I know he was that quick or like that? That would he would want to stick his head right there. I don't know. <laughs> and I tried to cut it off. I cut it off and I was holding it. I was like, his get, head? Out, get out. No, oh. the, the stream. I see. Anyway. Yeah, it's tough when you, it's tough when you got to stop midstream. Yeah. Can cause tears, pro- tears can, rolling down my cheek. <laughs> turning beet red. <laughs> like fucking Spider-Man trying to stop the subway. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. That's a perfect segue. That's a that's, that's a natural story for this book. Ganesh, do you have a what is it called? I've lost I've I've lost my hang of this this show. It's uh synopsis. synopsis. Yeah, mm-hmm. synopsis then the 25% mark. No, the no, no. 50% mark. Not here on the Amazon book club. We don't do that. Nope. Let's uh, stop there. That's what this is called. Well, shocking history of P. What do you want for me? Read the synopsis. All right. Yes, P really does have a history. A wild history which winds its golden stream through the origins of Count Dracula. The wool industry, ancient Hindu doctrine, cosmetics, unbelievably kinky sex, a major U.S. Supreme Court decision, and Roman tax law. In these pages, you will discover that women's urine was supposed to be the secret weapon of the South during the American Civil War, that artworks created with the artist P have sold for millions, and tankers of rancid piss used to ply the coast of England. Mm. Damn, no wonder the South lost that war. Mm Mm-hmm. P, come on. Couldn't couldn't harness the power of the P. You got to go number two if you're trying to make a weapon, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's explosive, right? Uh huh. That's right. If you there's do, more to the, there's more of the you, synopsis. Are you done reading it, Kenny? Yeah. Okay. Fine. You wow. get the gist. Yeah. P. P. I it's understand. The history of P. I'm fine with it. I'm ready to read it. Where do we start? God's P. Mm, yeah. In the beginning. Uh, Moses or Jedediah or whatever. Do you think when Moses went up there to get those tablets, he probably stopped for a couple peas, right? I mean, if he was hydrated. Was he? Maybe it's in this book. Oh, right. uh, you think he had like a big Gatorade? <laughs> he had a Camelback. Now he's more of a Powerade guy. Powerade oh, blue. Right, right, right. All right. You want to read this book? You ready? Okay. Ready to jump in? Uh-huh. Cut the shit and get to pee. Shocking History of Pee by Ronald Bloomer. We're going to read it coming up right after this break. Can you say P on television? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. What are you, stupid? <laughs> That's a, yes. Like on, like, broadcast TV? They P? Probably, they probably say uh, urine or piss. You, you think s- they're seeing P on, like, the, the 7 p.m. slot on a Tuesday on NBC? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that All be right. it's Jeopardy? It's remotely a bad word. Yeah, what comes okay. on 7 p.m. is, like, like, entertainment tonight. I mean, they definitely say P in television shows, like sitcoms. Piss, maybe not. Piss no, they might say be a, piss. Like, I'm pissed off. That's but, true. But to say piss, like, I'm got to piss on my dog's head, that might be a little too much. <laughs> might be too much for uh, the Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon. Do you think Young Sheldon says I got to take a piss, ma? Probably not. Okay. All right. Bring us back in, guy. We're back in a big way, and we are about to learn a little something about pee. The Shocking History of P by Ronald Bloomer. 
Ronald Bloomer, by the way, I dug into his profile here. He's got a whole, he's got a book called Wiped, The Curious History of Toilet Paper, Sperm Tales, The Many Lives of Semen and Myth, Religion and Biology, Defecating Gold, The Biology, Psychology, Mythology, and Poetry of Excrement. So he's like a Cronenberg. He likes body stuff. He loves body stuff specifically from the belt to the upper thigh area. He loves it. Nothing below the knee, nothing mm-hmm. above the navel. Nope. Nothing That's- about... No, no lactation books as of yet. That's the bloomer way. That's bloomer for you. We got a bloomer. Okay. Hey, did, did you ever have that, that uh, video game encyclopedia game called Grossology? No. Mm-mm. It was all about barf and pee and poop. It was like for kids. Hmm. It was no. like Encarta, but with gross stuff. I used regular Encarta for gross stuff, as you remember. Well, what happens in that? It's like an encyclopedia or is it a game? It's both. It's fun. I can't imagine. It came with fake puke, which I used a lot as a kid. Now that's cool. I used it a lot for what? What were you? Just, you just pranks? Leave, pranks? You leave pranks. it around the house. You go to a sleepover, you leave it around a different house, and you get in trouble. <laughs> Shane's knapsack full of pranks and tricks. Oh, yeah. I was really into pranks and magic tricks. Did you have a slingshot? No. I feel like one of you guys had a slingshot. Ganesh, you have a slingshot? Mm, nope. You feel like a prime slingshot kid. You're like basically Bart Simpson as a human being. So I feel like you could have had a slingshot. No, nah, I was a little nerd. I was a nerd ass kid. He was a Millhouse. Oh, I yeah. Was a, I was totally a Millhouse. I was a Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who are you? Me? I was, uh, oh boy, from the Miss, Simpsons. You were Miss Krabappel. Uh, yeah, no, I was uh, Maud Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. The history, the shocking history of P. Ganesh, take it away. All right. At 1.12 a.m. on Thursday, June 16, 2011, in Portland, Oregon, a 21-year-old lad had to go the most common place of needs. Unfortunately for the Portland economy, he climbed a fence and went in the 50-million-gallon reservoir that supplies the city with its drinking water. Is that not okay? Can you not pee in a reservoir? Because I've done that. What? You're going you're gonna to have the cops busting your door down. Does it go through filtration? Nobody's just dipping a cup in. Something in his uh, amount didn't get filtered, I guess. <laughs> his amount, too. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> Calling your pee. That's my amount. Even more unfortunately, <laughs> his urinary transgression was caught on surveillance video. This being the age of the internet, the blurry image of the young man urinating went viral, creating an outcry that forced the city to drain the reservoir. When I was in high school, two kids died in our reservoir. And nobody batted an eyelash. You think they drained it? No, nah. I know they didn't drain it. I drank it. <laughs> Everybody drank it. It was coming out of our faucets. Well, we weren't going to drain the whole damn thing to find these two kids. Sorry, that's a real, that's a true story. The, this action cost the taxpayers of Portland $32,000 and $32,700. When asked about the situation, David Schaff, administrator for the Water Bureau, explained that although he regularly finds dead animals rotting in the reservoir, right? This is different. Why? When challenged on the scientific basis for being concerned about such a small amount of pee affecting such a huge reservoir, Schaff answered, Can you say res- reservoir? <laughs> Reservoir. No, oh, that's that's wrong too. It's okay. Two tries is good enough. Reservoir. 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 Instead, of like, instead of like Tom Brokaw. <laughs> Reservoir. 
Chef answered, it has nothing to do with science. Do you want to drink pee? I would. It should have something to do with science, though, if you're going to spend $32,000. That's. i I'd rather drink pee than dead animals or dead kids. Yeah, I agree and with you And I've there. drank both, I suppose. Isn't everybody peeing in the reservoir? Aren't animals out there peeing, pooping? Dying? Fish. 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 Fish, do they pee? They poop? Yeah. In my reservoir? Well, the startling answer to Mr. Schaff's rhetorical question will be dealt with at length in this book. Oh, thank God. Suffice it to say that drinking pee is not harmful. The boys pee in Portland's water would be chemically undetectable, and human beings are really weird. It's true. I guess that's a little intro. I love it. I love an intro. And I'm on board. Pee is harmless. Drink it. Do whatever you want with it. Maybe not on TV, maybe not in front of my family, but, you know, ain't nothing wrong with it. Cole Porter's witty lyrics reminds us that in doing it, we are one with nature and all of humanity. You had a song about pee? Mm -hmm. Another thing we do, uh, we all do, another thing we all do is pee. To Descartes' famous dictum, I think, therefore I am, I can add my own less elegant, we, we, therefore we be. If we are healthy... We wee several times a day, while fish and animals without bladders do it continuously. Okay, what? Okay, so not only do fish pee, they're just peeing forever and always in my reservoir. Yeah. When you get your big um, Branzino, hate to break it to you, it's peeing. This one was peeing on my plate. (laughs) Even in death. It is such a commonplace activity, we don't think much about it. and Most of us don't write books celebrating it. Of all the stuff that spews out of our body, urine is the most benign. That's an interesting claim. I guess it's sterile. What about about tears? Not benign. Well, then it gets to semantics. Do those spew out of your body? Only a couple things spew. I wouldn't even describe my peeing as spewing. Unless I really gotta go. Medical condition. You spew it out? Dude, I mean, I don't know. No, uh, wicked spray. That spray is, you know, probably even a little too aggressive. But yeah, it's closer. Does sweat spew? No, it's a slow drip. Spew is not fast, though. Spew feels uncontrolled. Like, get it everywhere. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's how you guys do it. I don't know. As the reservoir story illustrates, we don't all warmly embrace its golden benignity, but we don't regard it with the same strong repugnance that we bestow on the other contenders in the field. Shall we say vomit or snot or cum? Hey, yeah, that's kind of, uh, yeah, I find that gross. Uh, <laughs> not, not on my show, buddy. Not on, yeah, we don't say cum here. Oh, unless we're saying come hither. Bleep it out. Bleep it in. Make me say it when I'm not saying <laughs> Can you make like a little like jingle? Yeah. Like, like as if, um, you know, like, oh, oh, Ozempic, but like, cu- 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. Will I? Should I? <laughs> nah. I think pee is grosser than snot. Is that not, if you, if I got snotted on by a stranger, I'd probably be less grossed out than if I got peed on by well, a stranger. Well, if you're getting peed on by a stranger, that means their dick is out as well. And you're yeah, probably well, looking at, you yeah, that's all you part know. of it. How about your baby? You expect his dick to be out. But if he's peeing... I've been, I've been peed on by my baby and I've been snot on by my baby. Which one's grosser? The pee. Really? It's yeah, just wet. It it's that's just wet. There's that's, more of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's surprisingly a lot. You know, like, I always feel like you, I way underestimate the amount of pee you pee. Like, when you go in, in a normal fashion, 
it doesn't feel like that much. But then if you accidentally, if you like pee outside or like, you know how when you, <laughs> sorry, I'm talking so much about peeing, but I guess that's the whole book. You know, when you like go outside and you pee and you're peeing on like a fence or something and you see just purely how much of it there is, it's shocking to me. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I used to try to write, write my name. The fact that you could even attempt to write Ganesh means there's so much of it. No, he meant his whole name. Oh, that's right. First and last. And middle initial. What's your middle name again? It's uh, middle initials S. So Sri Ram, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ganesh Sri Ram Sarma is hard to get out there with your full bladder even. Well, you got to do Ganesh S Sarma because S is the best letter to write with your P. It's a good P letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Q is probably the hardest, right? Well, to dot an I, I think would be the hardest. Oh, yeah. The J's and the I's are rough. All right. Enough out of us. What's happening here in this book? We don't have many statues of people shitting or vomiting. (laughs) Well, I mean. But we do have statues of I would say that's a problem. That's a problem with society. We need more shitting statues. The most famous of which is situated in what must be one of the more uptight cities in the world. Brussels, Belgium. Boston should uh, build a statue of Paul Pierce shitting his pants. Hell yeah. Now we're talking. Why is Brussels, Belgium one of the more uptight cities? I can't imagine that's true. I don't know. Most people think that it's very cute to see a little boy tinkling. Eh, well, <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a bold claim right off the bat. And so that half of humanity would not be left out of the fun. In 1987, the city commissioned a two-foot bronze statue of a sweet little girl, her hair and short bronze pigtails squatting, squatting and peeing <laughs> on a blue-gray limestone base. I hate that. Her official name is Janeki Piss. She bees right down the street from her more Uh, famous brother. So apparently, okay. So apparently, they have a statue of a boy peeing, and then so they made another statue of a girl peeing. Yeah, I got that. You just read that to us. Yeah, Jacob and Janeki piss the pisses. (laughs) Janeki, beautiful name. Hold on, I got pictures. Oh, thank you. Oh wow. Well, there's the boy. That's a classic. I've seen little statues of boys peeing all over town. Let me see the girl. Oh, that's crude. That looks wrong. (laughs) That ain't right, dude. I shouldn't be seeing that. This feels bad to look at. Close that. Yeah. Imagine if you just like stumbled upon that. Like your your flight's like laid over and wherever the fuck. Whoever whoever designed that should go to prison. Would you, uh, would you, if if you're looking at a house and you love the house and you wanted to buy it, but this is just in the front yard and you couldn't get rid of it. What's going to buy the house? What kind of fountain can you not get rid of? Is it? It's connected to the foundation of the house. It's, wow, a foundational fountain of a girl peeing. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't want that in my front yard. Or I'd cover it. I'd put a blanket over it or something. Tarp. Uh, I think I'd probably put a little skirt on her or something. I don't I know. cut the head off. That would even make it better. <laughs> God. Just saying, um, would. The pigtails make it extra weird, in my opinion. Anyway, go on. The fact, the fact <laughs> that it's a child... Yeah, but I, I guess it, it would also be strange to have a statue of an adult lady. <laughs> if you know, put my head on it. It's me. <laughs> I don't like that either. Well, it's better. Well, you on a like a on your your head on a little girl's body. <laughs> well, if it's my head, then it's not a little girl's body. It's my body, <laughs> and I'm a full grown adult man. All right, all right. <laughs> our our reaction to these images mirrors the reality. I wonder what he thinks our reaction is to these images. Probably similar to what our reaction is actually is because we we all seem semi disgusted by it. No, he seems like he seems to think it's pretty benign. Our reaction to these images mirrors the reality that P is a much higher class, sophisticated stuff. Oh no, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. My reaction was not 
I, I didn't find that to be sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't ooh and ah. Maybe we're just too American. Yeah, we got we're we're prudish. These Brussels, these Belgians think, are out here. You think they think about it differently in Europe? I don't. Yeah, probably. Americans are repressed weirdos. Also, European listeners, write in. Yeah, please tell us what you think about a hypothetical bronze statue of a little girl peeing with my head on it in your front yard. <laughs> Let's know what you think. In the production of excrement, like all vertebrae, we have, in effect, one tube that goes from our mouth to our anus. That's pretty cool. What happens in between is highly unpleasant. First, our croissant or filet mignon gets mulched and dissolved in the strong acids of the stomach. Mm. Squeezed dry in the small intestine, then attacked and further broken down by really nasty bacteria in the large intestine. I feel like I I share the same diet as Richard Bloomer. Shane's morning croissant followed by a nice filet for lunch. <laughs> Yum. If you have that, you don't need dinner. So. That's right. A filet a day keeps the doctor away, so they say. <laughs> if we can compare the body's production of feces to a rotting compost heap, well, our creation of urine is the biological equivalent of a Mozart concerto. That doesn't seem exactly like an equivalent, but okay. I I can buy it. Yeah, poop is trash and pee is music how does everything that go inside your body look so different but it comes out it all looks like poop what's going on in there the human body's a miracle it's because your stomach is full of farts and the farts break your poop down <sighs> wow all right yeah. little vibrations <laughs> <laughs> okay well that answers my questions that's all i got for today it's science bitch <laughs> It's just good old-fashioned science. The vibrations in your uh, intestines break up the food and turn it into little shits. That's what the song Good Vibrations is about. Mm -hmm. Uh And urine is a byproduct of blood. Textbooks tell us that our blood is filtered through the liver and the kidneys and then dripped into the bladder to be excreted as soon as we locate the nearest bathroom. Or not. Yeah. Perhaps I'll just squat down in the front yard. But the word filter does not do justice to the highly complex route from blood to pee. Every minute, one quarter of our blood supply passes through the liver and kidney. Useful nutrients such as amino acids and glucose are added to the blood. Poisons are removed. What happens then is more akin to balancing. If we have too much potassium or too little phosphorus, the kidneys rebalance the blood. Is this true? Can we get to like the good story? You think yeah. this guy would just be out here lying about pee? You don't write a whole book about pee. I don't know. And start pee it with is lies. from your blood. I don't know Ron Bloomer for Madam. I don't know what his angle is. Yada, yada, yada. Let's talk yeah, about. Okay. Let's stop there. Dracula. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're stopping there. Good. I've learned enough about how pee gets in and out of my body. <laughs> well, just out, I suppose. Unless I'm drinking the Portland water. Let's jump ahead now to the next section of The Shocking History of P by Ronald Bloomer. We're back and we're about to get knee deep. In P, the shocking history of P, by Ronnie Bloomer Ganesh. What do we got? We're gonna take you back to 1978. Ah, right? okay. Where P all began. That's when the first man peed. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen. You're wearing his t-shirts. I am. Interesting. Just one shirt. Yeah, it's just I've only got one <laughs> of his shirts. On. You're not wearing another one underneath it. <laughs> no. What does it say? It says um Springsteen. It says Springsteen, and then it says 
says East Street Band. Wow. Cool. You got the Sopranos guy on there, I see. Yeah. Little Steven. Stevie Van Zant. I didn't know you were a, a Steen head. I mean, I like Bruce Springsteen, all right. I wouldn't say I'm a Steen head, but I did go see him recently, and that's where I got this shirt. This is tour <laughs> merch. Cool. I'm wearing merch as well. What is it? Canada. Oh, Pavement. There you go. Where's your concert tee, Ganesh? What do you got on over there? What's your shirt? Nope, that's your chest hair. Put that away. <sighs> all I own is black t-shirts, dude. That's not true. I've seen you in a bunch of Novelty Simpsons shirts. <laughs> I own one. <laughs> you, wear, own... you wear it a lot. <laughs> you still got that N64 shirt? It's got holes all in it. Yeah, well. Anyway, in June 1978. What are you, you going to do with that Kevin Durant shirt? Which one? That the, cool one. The $90 I, one? I guess yeah. I can start wearing it outside uh, the house. You have a $90 oh. Kevin Durant shirt? Yeah, it's fucking sick. Damn. <laughs> you want to see it? Is it for, does he, he has a Phoenix Suns logo on? I'll show it to you during the break. In June 1978, newspapers featured the very latest in women's fashion. Blazers of flocked nylon, a fabric that looked like velvet. Happy Days and Little House on the Prairie were among the most popular shows on TV. Grease was the highest grossing musical of the decade and the Bee Gees were more than staying alive. Yeah, that's a good rundown of the late 70s. Newspaper readers were riveted by the trial of serial killer David Berkowitz, hey. the son of Sam. Now, somewhere buried on the back pages, a few might read about the visit to the United States of the aged and aggressively uncharismatic Prime Minister of India, Maraji Desai. I thought all of this was Count Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Setting Classic up for Count Dracula. Late 70s Dracula. His obscurity would dramatically change on Sunday, June 4th, 1978. During an interview on the widely watched CBS news program, 60 Minutes, Dan Rather, vainly attempting to stay awake, threw Mr. Desai the following softballist of softball questions. It was the sort of question you ask an important person when you can't think of anything else to say. Dan Rather said, uh, tell us how you're able to run the government of India, working 12 hours a day or more, horseback riding in the countryside, talking vigorously in public at the age of 82. Tell us your secret. And Mr. Desai said, my diet consists of fruit and vegetable juices, fresh and natural milk, plain yogurt, honey, fresh fruits, raw nuts, five cloves of garlic every day, and... I drink five to eight ounces of urine every morning on an empty stomach. Oh, wow. At that point, his owner does not say outsource. At that point, Dan rather lost his cool. Yeah. You drink your own <laughs> urine. Lost his cool. like, Fuck you, dude. Don't you say that on my show. You motherfucker come in here talking about drinking piss. Yeah, you drink your urine. That's the most repulsive thing I've ever heard. Dan, that's kind of rude. It is rude. I mean, I don't drink my own urine, but if somebody said it to me, I wouldn't be like, it's the most repulsive thing I ever heard, especially if I'm a newsman. Well, it was the 70s. People weren't very gracious. Yeah, he was probably drunk. <laughs> this was perhaps the one and only time that this consummately professional reporter ever used the word yak. Desai <laughs> went on to open the eyes and drop the jaws of Americans with this short urinary primer. He said, don't be alarmed. It's a very natural treatment. In my country, mothers used to give babies their own urine when they were suffering from a stomach ache. Is that right? Have you heard of this, Ganesh? I have. Oh, and Lord. In Hindu philosophy, cow's urine has been considered holy and is it is prescribed in every ceremony. Drinking urine fights the cause of all diseases and it costs you nothing. So people drink their urine. Many medicines are worse in color, taste, and smell, but people still take them. 
You should taste it and find out. And Dan rather said, yak. <laughs> I'd rather kill myself and do that. You disgusting piece of shit. Dan. Dan. Keep it together. Dan rather respectfully declined the offer. And most viewers were in turn shocked or disgusted I or describe amused. anything about Dan Rather's behavior in this scenario respectful. I just keep thinking about Dracula's discotheque and that would be a good like sitcom or nightclub. movie or that nightclub. Movie, yeah, I could see that. I would go. So hold on. You have heard of the skinniest people are out there giving their babies pee? Dude, I, for the longest time because when I was when I was growing up someone was making fun of my culture and they said they told me indians drink piss who told you and this a white kid yeah how he how did he hear about that it took me 35 I years I don't his know. dad was then, dan rather <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah yeah my dad said uh and then i looked it, it up and sure enough it's a uh, it's it is a thing it's a thing not all over the india but in certain parts never happened yeah. to you. never happened to you huh well, I did it for fun, not for <laughs> not for culture. I did mine for pleasure. I was on my own. Yeah. All right. Well, yak. Well, the secret was out. Not only was guzzling a cup of your own piss in the morning as <laughs> Indian as apple pie. Nobody said you had to guzzle. Uh, you could sip it with sip. a crazy straw. A sensible <laughs> sip. Is it weirder to drink a cow's urine or to feed your children cow's milk yeah it's really no difference to me it's all coming out of the same thing right it's cow okay. juice it's all cow juice weird. yeah but one of them tastes better on a bowl of lucky charms my friend <laughs> why well, you haven't had the piss have you that's true once i get a nice big bowl of cow piss and lucky charms i might just switch up because then it's like a like umami <laughs> <laughs> ooh, mm. yeah ooh, sweet salty uh, brings, yeah sour inter interesting spicy. flavor i need to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode briny yeah, well, the disclaimer is the name of the episode because it's going to be called The Shocking History of P. Anyway, this imbibing had been an accepted activity on the Indian subcontinent for at least 5,000 years. Desai was a proponent of the regimen called urine therapy. The author J.D. Salinger was also a disciple, what? as was J.D. Salinger was out here drinking piss while he was yeah. writing the catcher in the rye. Yeah, but no one can see him. That's why he never That's came out in public because of the pee. That's true. I'm constantly covered in it. And as was India's founding father, Mahatma Gandhi, and Brazilian martial arts fighter, Lioto Machida. Oh, Machida? Uh-huh. These guys were all drinking each other's pee, trading. The movie star Sarah Miles drank her own piss for 30 years. What? Sarah Paulson? No. Hey, that's slander. You can't say stuff like that on the air. <laughs> I know it's not Sarah Paulson. Sorry, Sarah Paulson. I don't know who Sarah Miles is. What's she in? I'm sure x-rated films when i was a kid i'd go see a movie my grandmother would always be like is it x-rated and i'd be like they haven't rated anything x since before i was alive yeah that's like what like um, seven seven days midnight, midnight cowboy, midnight cowboy. <laughs> yeah i was like oh, i don't think they do that anymore it's called sarah nc17 miles, now sarah miles was in a movie called the servant and mm. the man who loved cat dancing oh <laughs> wow right. no, oh so yeah. it doesn't blow up okay i don't know what that is either bonafide superstar huh Mm -hmm. You don't know Blow Up? I don't think so. Unless it's one of the 22 Marvel movies. I don't know it. Desai and Salinger lived to the age of 91. Gandhi was in excellent health when he was assassinated at 78. You think when Gandhi was doing his hunger strike, he was drinking his own piss just to keep himself going? Is that offensive to ask? Offensive to me? I don't know. Gandhi's close relatives. When you're hunger striking, you can drink water, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. 
But like, they don't, they, you, you could have like give, a, you could probably have like a kind bar over here and like now well, and again, right? No, I think M and M's. I think that violates the hunger. <laughs> you can eat just hunger strike. He just has like movie theater snacks. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a meal. They're just snacks. <laughs> I'm on a hunger strike, but I also have some jujubes and some uh, snow caps. Could you live a month just eating dots? I have, and I will again. <laughs> What's in it for me? <laughs> The dots, uh, my friend, they're the best candy. Man, when I got dots in my trick-or-treat bag, it was like pulling gold, panning for gold when the dots came out. I was throwing away pounds of malted milk balls just to get to those dots. Is that just like a... That's like a... What do you call it? It's like a you, gummy. It's a gummy, right? But it's like a little different texture. It's not like a gummy bear. It's kind of more chewy. It gets stuck to your teeth. You never had dots? I don't know. Probably. Ganesh had everlasting cops gobstoppers i hate yeah, those I was, a, I was a gobstopper kid kids who ate gobstoppers uh needed to be medicated and i was you, you know <laughs> you know what i hated uh jawbreakers i hate those too you know what i also hate is the red hot ones what are those called just red hots what are those like yeah. those spicy little balls yeah i don't like those the candies where the whole point is to just bite on your teeth really hard is weird yeah That's, but the middle of a gobstopper is sweet sweet I mean, listen, sugar I, I had i had a few gobstoppers in my day you, you suck on them one time i ate so many lemon heads at the movies that i, I haven't been able to eat one since me too uh during um x-files i when was that seems pretty recent mine was during the cartoon hercules <laughs> that came out like the same year you and me were seeing different kinds of movies in that year i was at hercules you're at x-files x-files scared me that fucking song can we get six seconds of the x-files song it's terrifying man. it's shit. very scary that episode where all the killer bees attack everybody fuck that man anyway what's going on you want to jump ahead i've had enough of this indian dude drinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> i get it maybe it's good for you fuck it i'll try it Maybe it'll, maybe it'll cure whatever's going on with my throat. One thing that doctors have not asked me to try it is uh, pee. So, could be next. We'll see. All right, we're going to jump ahead now. We'll be back with more shocking history of pee. If you're still somehow with us and hanging on to this one, let's. Uh, there's more. There's more coming up. We're back. This is the history of P. PP. This chapter is called Piss Profits. Oh, like profits like money or profits like uh, Jesus. Like Nostradamus. You decide. Oh. Wow. Like Nostradamus. Okay. And now, as the Monty Python crowd was fond of saying, for something completely different, this is a chapter about how urine has been used as a diagnostic tool. Okay. But surprisingly, we begin with a fierce debate involving federal law. One of the most fundamental liberties of the U.S. is the Fourth Amendment, which bars government officials from searching our homes, our person, or property without a valid legal reason. Mm. In 2002, the Supreme Court was to decide on a case that seemed to threaten this freedom. And in their zeal to pursue the so-called war on drugs, the elders of the Tecumseh, Oklahoma School District came up with an extraordinary ruling. If a student wanted to participate in any after-school activity, they would have to submit to a drug test. Every student who wanted to play chess or volleyball or become a cheerleader uh, or a member of the FFA, which is the Future Farmers of America, or the FHA, the Future Homemakers of America, would have to pee dorks. in a cup. Those are the dorks. What Sorry. happens in the Future Farmers of America meeting? What do you like? 
taste soil or something? According to the regulations posted on the school board's website, the specimen must be collected in a restroom behind a closed stall. The principal should, shall designate a sponsor to accompany the student to the restroom and be present to listen for the normal sounds of urination in order to guard against the tampered specimens. Mm. The monitor shall then verify the warmth and appearance of the specimen. Oh, okay. How? Just press it up at your cheek or something? Yeah, that's warm. All right. This is the sort of treatment you might expect for prisoners in a high security penitentiary, not of some <laughs> shy 10 year old girl wanting to become a future homemaker of Did America. The teachers want this. The guy running the chess club is like, I got to go feel all these kids piss. It's probably the parents, the freaky little conservative parents. I think the principal just really wanted to collect young kids pee. Yeah. He's like, put this in my private chambers. Is this going where I think it's going? Is pee our property? Yeah, you can't search my pee, man. Mr. President, keep your hands off my pee. One s- small step for pee, one giant leap for pee. That's, yeah, that's what I would say to the judge. And there are more serious consequences to this blatant invasion of personal privacy. The inexpensive urine test being used by the school system was unreliable, producing 10% false positives. It's just a pregnancy test. In addition to this fact, certain common foods such as poppy seeds will trigger an indication that the child is abusing opioids. Oh, no one can take my poppy seed muffins away from me. Mm-mm-mm. Remember, uh, that was like a whole plot in um, Step by Step. But someone ate a poppy seed muffin and their drug test came back bad. It happens. It happens in real life, I suppose. Why is that being poppy? Can you, if you ate enough poppy seeds, would you get a little buzz? Uh, no. I don't think so. I think you no. die. I think you die, oh. actually. Oh. All right. I don't know if it's like nutmeg. You know, if you eat a shit ton of nutmeg, you get like crazy. Yeah, I think you also, that's bad. That's all bad, dude. Common sense tells us that this is a clear violation of our Fourth Amendment rights, forcing presumably innocent children to have the most intimate chemistry of their bodies examined by government-sanctioned strangers. On June 27, 2003, the opinion of the court, the Board of Education of Independent School District Number 92 of Pottawatomie County versus Earls. I was in high school then. It could have been my pee. Was announced by Justice Clarence Thomas. Five of the nine justices voted to deny the students their Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, not surprising. What is surprising about this case is those black robe gods who called themselves conservatives and so often denounced the powers of big government saw fit to allow government to intrude on the privacy of innocent young children. Wow. Bloomer. Spitting some truth. Wait, so so that they just let that happen? Yeah. Shit, I thought that was going to have a happy ending. Why would I you think someone that? Was gonna, about, why would you I don't think know, that I thought about the someone States. was going to step in and be like, yo, what the fuck? When does have anything you, in this country have a happy ending? You ever heard about Clarence Thomas? He's not a good guy. If he's writing the majority opinion on something, it's not good. He was like, not only do kids have to piss in a cup, it has to then go into my personal collection. <laughs> a cut. From each one of those peas. Yeah. Yeah, he's a sick freak, that guy. The devil. All right. Is that it for that story? Is there more? I talk about drug testing in the US, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I remember in college, somebody had to do a drug test. Me. And somebody <laughs> gave you fake pee and you used it. They didn't give me fake pee. They gave me their oh, own not, real pee. Yeah, not fake. Obviously, that doesn't make sense. It was somebody else's pee, but you brought yeah. it in in like what? A like thermos or something? Let's see. How does that how work? Did, the statute of limitations is certainly over, right? You could tell us your heist, I, how you see, got. Listen, I have no qualms in telling you, telling everybody that what happened. I had to take quite a few drug tests 
in college and then shortly thereafter college and not one was with my own pee. Who was your pee guy? I think you Chris, asked me for pee a couple Chris times. Chris Lindquist I've, uh, gave I've him used, pee. I've had a couple different pee guys over the years. I know Chris gave you pee. I remember you asked me for my pee like right after we had smoked the something together. We had just done drugs together and you Listen, asked me for my sh- pee. Wasn't the brightest bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so wait, how did, so you never got caught? I would get like a five hour energy bottle. Oh, the little ones? Little one. And then you put the pee in there and then you tape, you know, those like hand warmer things. Mm -hmm. You tape one of those to the outside of the bottle. Keeps it it warm. warm. And then I tape that, uh, under my balls. And then I would go and I would, Jesus, you had another man's pee taped under your balls. That's uh, intimate. Yeah, dude, Was anything that <laughs> uh, keep smoking that sweet, sweet grass, man. That stuff's legal now, which is the funniest part. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so <laughs> didn't you make a ruckus getting all that stuff untaped? Where'd you go? Ooh, ah, ooh, <laughs> it, was, it was like heavy duty duct tape. <laughs> the key was to like, you got to like, well, you, you got to. You know, you lift the seat up, and that makes the no- noise. You, the you cough. You cough a little bit. How do you mimic the sound of peeing? Or did you? I not would actually. To- I'd actually pee in the toilet. It would you know go I mean? in the like, toilet. Is there would- nobody there listening? Yeah, they're on the other side of the. And weren't stall. they like you're hitting the water, kid? That ain't right. You're supposed to go. It to the- doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't sound right. like anything. All you're right. peeing in a cup. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. They would have a temperature strip on the outside. And you'd have to get to the right temperature. They're like, your pee is 150 degrees. <laughs> Did it ever go? And I guess it never went wrong. There was one time where it looked like it was on the edge. And they were like, I, they're like, this looks a little cold. And I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you, dude. And they just let it slide. <laughs> I'm running cold today, boss. It's cold in here. They're like, it's nine, <laughs> It's 98 degrees. <laughs> your, pee, your pee is about 20 degrees colder than the average human's. Hey. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just a, I'm just a chill guy. I got I got a fever. I have pneumonia. This is pretty nasty. But I I had someone pee in a like a big jug, and I didn't want to keep having to ask them for it, so I just froze it. And every week I'd defrost it and take a little bit. At some point, doesn't <laughs> oh this fuck up the integrity of the pee? Like this, you can know, freeze dude. pee and unfreeze it, and then heat it up, and it acts the same. I did a lot of research back then on drug tests and how to beat them man you had a jug of somebody's pee in your freezer I remember and those guys, nasty times dude you guys crushing like cranberry juice just like well i okay the reason all this happened was because the first time i got drug tested i was i did i had quit smoking weed and doing everything else i'd quit doing everything and then i was trying to chug cranberry juice chugging niacin and shit trying to get shit out of my system and like th- i was clean for like three weeks and i still failed the test Damn. and i was like all right i guess i just can't use my pee your pee's tainted forever thp is in your oh system. lord well that's a good lesson for the kids out there just get a friend to pee in a huge jug keep it in your freezer heat it up they're your uh jug buddy jug buddy (laughs) (laughs) these days with the ambiguous legality of marijuana crafty entrepreneurs have figured out a way of making money from this never-ending drug war amazon for example is a washington companies offering to sell synthetic pee to help one cheat testing but the anti-drug gestapo is vigilant to the dangers of urine substitution wow ronald is quite open with his i think he parties he parties for sure 
He gets wet. That is why you have the strange scene in Oklahoma of monitors with their ears to the door, not only listening to children tinkle, but holding a thermometer at the ready to confirm that the pee is delivered at normal warmth. And under some authorities, just listening at the door is not invasive enough. Now they insist on actually watching you pee. What? Enter. I'd pee on anybody who tried to watch me pee. Enter the Wizenator. I would. You know what the Wizenator is? It's that thing that kind of looks like a fake dick that pees, right? Yeah. There's a big picture of it in here. It looks like a... Can you share good. it so I can see it? It looks... Uh, wouldn't work for me, but... Oh, can you share... <laughs> <laughs> Surely they make them in other colors, right? Uh, I mean, it's too big. That's a honker. Nobody knows the size of your penis, but they would notice if it was white. <laughs> the, Maybe... the colors at the bottom, it says white, tan, Latino, brown, <laughs> black. Oh my God. <laughs> Latino you get, isn't a color. I suppose you get brown. Give me the extra bright white. <laughs> you should always go like a, like two shades darker than you think. <laughs> Dude, I don't think they make one white enough for me. Don't get a lot of sun down there. And coming out of your Latino colored penis is drug-free <laughs> pee at just the right temperature. Because the Wizenator also boasts a built-in heater. I don't know what the temperature pee is supposed to be. Is it supposed to be 98 degrees like the rest of your body? Yeah. Or is it like, oh, okay. That's hot. That's hot liquid. It's hot to have that shit taped to your leg with a fucking hand warmer, Damn, dude. Can you, you get get, can you just get mad, sec, second degree burns down there? Somebody sweaty. else's boiling That's, hot piss towel. I would also wear uh, two pairs of underwear. Keep it extra warm. <sighs> how many times did you get? To, <laughs> how many times did you have to do this? I had to go to this like group thing every week, and it was random drug tests. So I had to do it every week, whether or not I was tested. Damn. So sometimes you went there with a little piss taped to you, and you didn't even have to use it. You had to come home uh, with it. I know. And untape it and put it back and in I'm your like, freezer. I'm like, pick me. Pick me. I'm ready to pee. Deborah, can you tell when someone's got that uh, situation strapped up on themselves? Is everyone sitting funny at these meetings? Can you just, yeah. <laughs> you get your legs yeah. wide oh, is it, spread yeah. apart. Is the meeting just you? No, it's, it was a group. It was a group of us degenerates all in one room. Everyone's like man spreading. They can't sit yeah. cross legged. You ever talk about it with friends? You ever talk about it with the other people in that group? Are you like you packing somebody else's pee here too? No, it's an unspoken rule, dude. Let's stop there. Oh, wait. This is, there's some advice on how to do it. Okay. One parolee wrote some advice. Get yourself a lemon juice squeezer and fill it with clean urine. Stick it up on, stick it on up your vagina for at least two hours. <laughs> that ain't going to work for us. Get yourself a piece of Max Earwax stuff. Place it over the opening because you will not be able to unscrew the cap with one hand without looking obvious. Have the opening about a third of an inch outside of you. Sit down, hold the peak up in place and act normal. Slowly remove the wax with one of your fingertips. Let it drop into the toilet and cough or sigh really loud while doing this. Then your female <sighs> muscles... Use your female muscles to squeeze a little of the urine out to hit the toilet water, then catch the rest in a cup. This is a gr gross episode to come back on, but I would that could work for an, an asshole too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry about what I'm doing here. I pee out of my butthole. Okay, <laughs> it's a medical problem. All right, let's stop there. Let me get to. Uh, let me find uh, Dracula. Sorry, Mister uh, Parole Guy. Uh, I got a spew. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see this. You bend over. <sighs> All right. We're jumping ahead. Is that what we're doing? Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'll be right back. Thank you for listening to this. Wild up. It's really, I mean, I guess we knew it. It's pee heavy.
but it's educational. It's not it crass. Not crass. For the kids, dude. The only thing that's crass in this episode is us, not Ronald. Ronald's a pro. Ronald's a pro's pro. Gentlemen. The Shocking History of P by Ronald Bloomer. Ganesh, what do you got? On September 20th, 2001, the musical Town premiered at Broadway's Henry Miller Theater. The nine, timing, nine days after September 11th. The timing couldn't have been worse. Oh, okay. It was barely a week after the attacks on the World Trade Center and an ominous black cloud of smoke still hung over the city. As the title suggests, the musical was an exercise in pure silliness. The plot involved an evil corporation getting control of the city's dwindling water supply and enforcing a ban on all private turlets. In this urinary dystopia, everyone was required to pay to pee. Music numbers included songs such as It's a Privilege to Pee and Run, Freedom, Run. Damn, I mean, they were kind of right on, though, because it's really hard to pee here without spending money. Gotta go to a hotel. Or Starbucks. That's about it. In this scene, when the corporation is overthrown and people are once again free to pee whenever and wherever they want. Spoiler alert. I haven't seen you're in town yet. The cast sings, I See Your River. Turns out that this musical absurdity was just the escapism that New York needed. The play won three Tonys. Everyone says New York bounced back from 9-11 nine days later when You're in Town came out. The play won three Tonys, ran for almost 1,000 performances, and had been touring and in continual revival ever since. Is, uh, silly- is Hades Town a sequel to You're in Town? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to see Hades Town. I live in New York City and I don't see shows. I'm going to see Hades Town in Richmond, Virginia with my mom. I have no interest in seeing it. I don't even know what it is. It's like at the Steampunk. Altria Theater? At the Altria Theater in Richmond, Virginia, I'll be seeing Hades Town. What's it about? I don't know. It looks like steampunky or something. Oh. I only said yes because my mom's old and I feel like I gotta do stuff with her because you're going to love I, it. You're I'm going to love I like it. I like hanging out with my parents and going to see shows. But yeah, I have no fucking clue what that show is. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. My mom said, you want to see it? I said, yeah, sure. There's no, there's a very short list of things I would say no to my mom being, if you want to do this. You guys should go see that Oscar Isaac play now that's moving to Broadway. What's it called? A sign outside Sydney Burstein's window. Okay. Every day when I go to work, I pass by a Broadway show starring Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah. I've seen the commercials where she's just crying. And I think, what is that? Should I see that? Should I see these things? There's also one with Laura Linney. It's called The Summer of 1976. I pass by all these all the time and I never see them. I see the worst Broadway shows. I see King Kong and Spider-Man. I don't go see Jessica Chastain's star turn Tony award winning role or whatever. Not for me. Are the Tonys going to happen this year? I don't know. I don't watch the Tonys. I don't either. But I look at who's won them. In pre-modern, less fastidious times, where to pee was not at all a problem. Anywhere. Drawings and literary references all make it clear that the ancients peed anywhere, anytime. Why wouldn't you? To understand how this was possible, we have to appreciate that pre-industrial sanitary engineering was almost non-existent. I mean, frankly, people in New York still abide by that rule. I see people peeing middle of the day on the sidewalk. No rules, just right. If you go, if you head over, actually, to kind of where your office is, Ganesh, because I worked over there for a while, too. If you walk on, like, 33rd Street to the Hudson River, that's where most cab drivers pull off and stand up, with like, and pee kind of towards their car door to cover their uh, 
Dinglings. Dinglings. But you see him just pissing, pissing in the street. I see people pissing all over the place. Like, and honestly, I don't even care. I'm not, I feel like if you got to pee, just pee. Did I ever tell you I saw, uh, one time I was, I was in Midtown because I worked there for a while and I, there was just a couple of like two nicely dressed people trying to hide under someone's car and they were like giggling and like kissing. And it was like, it's like 1 p.m. in the afternoon and they were kissing. Yeah. And they they were like crawling under a sedan and they were all dirty. They were wearing nice clothes, but they were getting all dirty. (laughs) It's young love. Nothing stops love. They were like in their forties and everyone outside this restaurant had like a terrace and everyone outside was staring at them and like screaming. And I was like, just walking by on my lunch break and I was like, what, why are they getting under that car? (laughs) Why not? New York City, baby. Do whatever you want. Where's the, what's the most interesting place you ever peed? I peed on a subway platform, but that's not very interesting. Yeah, that's, that's almost der- deranged, derelict behavior. That's so just you, normal. Yeah. It was like late. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. When I lived in Virginia, on my way home from bars, I would sneak into people's backyards and pee on that side of their house. <laughs> Damn. Wow. That's, that's a stand your ground situation, dude. You almost lost your life right there. I remember doing that and people yelling out their window hey stop being on my house i peed on the watergate hotel wow that's right we yeah maybe we you were, did too were you peeing with me no i went in the hotel and i used the bathroom oh i peed on it <laughs> on the outside of it the bathroom there is carpeted which must be a, a pain in the ass there's 50 years of historical piss all over that carpet all right what's going on oh old ancient people peed everywhere right also the urinal at the watergate is one of those old troughs you know what i mean I tell you what, this all sounds like a great opportunity to pee outside on the Watergate. That's what I did, and it worked just fine. If a time machine were to transport us back to any large city before the mid-19th century, the first thing we would notice was would be a horrible smell. For example, the streets of ancient Rome were piled high with garbage and human and animal waste of all kinds. Photographs showed the situation was not much better in New York City only 150 years ago. Dead horses would fester in the streets, ultimately disposed of by marauding dogs and rats. Ah, good. Get the marauding dogs over here. We have a dead horse in the street. <laughs> it was said that if uh, if the wind was blowing in the right direction, you could smell New York City on a ship six miles out to sea. <sighs> in medieval cities in 19th century London, residential buildings were jammed next to slaughterhouses, tanneries, and as we've seen, very malodorous laundries. The London summer of 1858 was called the Great Stink. <laughs> Because of all the sewage and waste flowing untreated into the Thames River. I know, I've heard that. I don't think it's called the... The Thames. uh, The Thames. (laughs) What's it called? The Thames. Thames. Thames? Yeah. Like, you know those yellow yellow boots that guys wear? (laughs) Thames? The Thames River? Yeah. We all got there stinking in the Thames. (laughs) The Great Stink. It stinks out there in the Thames. You got there and clean it up. That melodious laundry. (laughs) P.U. P.U. Sky stinks. (laughs) Thames stinks. The visiting American. Sure does stink out there. The Thames. That's basically a whole episode in uh, Ted Lasso this season. They did. They did talk about that specifically. (laughs) Only then did Parliament, its windows sealed against the unbearably foul odors, vote money to upgrade the city's sewage system. That was the problems they used to have in the old days. That it would literally stink outside. They'd be like, well, I vote to end the stink. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's how it went. All right. The next like 30 pages are about chamber pots. I'm going to skip right over those. Sounds good to me, buddy. Let's dig in. For years, New York City has attempted to mitigate its pee problem. It put out contracts for elaborate pay toilets that would be big enough for the handicapped, but that somehow would not become the base for drug addicts. And Where the are they? Where is this? Is that real? The project failed spectacularly, but there are a few public facilities. Yeah, they're called payphones. Including That's... this one costing $250,000 in a park near Times Square. Oh, Bryant, God. Bryant, Bryant Park? They do have nice bathrooms over there. They do. Some of the best. Washington Square Park, also pretty good. Tompkins Square Park. Ooh, wretched. Mm-mm-mm. There's some rough ones in Central Park, too. Gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now there's a bunch of pictures of different urinals, troughs. If you're in Central Park, the world is your toilet. You could find a place to go. You can go in the reservoir. That's right. And I'll drink it with a smile on my face. Oh, we're sharing something. What I thought got someone here? was joining. The was police like, are here to bust us. Ganesha's fake pee scam finally caught up with them. What do you think about these? But troughs. I hate them. I'll tell you the worst trough I ever used was at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Disgusting. Hundred-year-old fucking pee buckets have you seen the troughs that are just in the center of the bathroom with no wall where you stand around in a circle yeah yeah that's rough nasty stuff oh the mouth i like this one sousaphone pee into a tuba one time i saw a pee trough with a line of cocaine on it i was like you gotta be fucking desperate to be doing cocaine off this thing man disgusting Uh, what's that picture? I don't know. It's oh, just it's in, a, in the book. It's a, <laughs> what's that picture? <laughs> I have seen no that this is interesting. I that, have seen this product that allows women to pee standing up. No, no, no. I meant the one above it with baby Elvis uh, yeah, peeing no, into a frog's mouth. There's honestly no describing that photo. That's it's hard to wrap my head around. No, that's that. about right. Baby Elvis peeing into a frog's mouth. Yeah, hey, uh, even doing like the Elvis, the pelvis like stance too. Look at that arc on the stream. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think any kid pees that confidently. All right, let's stop there. All right, fine. Let's stop there. I don't even really know what we covered in this section. Just pee wherever you like. Are you just going to scroll through the whole book here with us looking? Oh, all right. I like that he stopped on uh, pleasure and perversion. That's Ganesha's style. Rather not talk about that. Okay, we'll be back to wrap this puppy up. It's almost over. It's almost Hang in there, folks. Hang in there. We'll be done soon. And we won't do it again. Let's wrap this puppy up here, folks. This is uh, The Shocking History of P by Ron the Don Bloomer. And uh, this is it. This is the last page or the last section. Yeah, we're going to end with a little postscript from the author. Oh, a postscript. Okay. It's a personal note. Ah. When I attempted to tell friends and associates about the subject of this book, I would get a smirk, silly pun. Then an expression of disbelief. Why do you smirk at associates, Austin? He might have associates. What does that mean? Who are your associates? You guys. People close enough (laughs) that I wouldn't call friends. (laughs) Okay. So somebody you're close with, but you wouldn't call friends. So it's between like acquaintance and friend as associate. It's like a work person. It's like a a professional acquaintance. So he was telling his professional acquaintances that he's writing a book about PP. That's something I'd probably keep to myself. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't tell my associates that kind of stuff. I wouldn't tell my associates that I that I even uh, read it on a podcast. Uh-uh. 
Yeah, my associates don't even know about this. Well, God bless him. He's open. I don't have any associates. That's true, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't. It's great. A, li- a life free of associates. A life free of associates. Pretty nice. Just friends and enemies. Just friends no and in enemies. Between. No associates. I'm trying to get some associates, though. Associates wanted. Post an ad. Looking for associates. I haven't started looking, but for eventually jobs? I'll start looking for associates. Oh, for associates. Yeah. <laughs> and for, for yeah, post, a job. <laughs> post something on Facebook in need of associates. <laughs> Someone I can keep at arm's length. Anybody, <laughs> Anybody just want to have some small talk with me? Nothing so, too hey, serious. Let's just talk about the, I need someone I can talk the, about the weather with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Weather. Preferably um, someone in a different state so we can say different things about the high level sports talk like you see that game last night or talk about the big show that we just watched sunday night on max the new streaming service from you catch the you catch the the new succession app that's what i always say to people new bill maher (laughs) no that's you know when somebody says that they're not my associate they're my enemy they moved to enemy somebody said that at work the the other day to me i was like you watch bill maher and i had to be polite and be like "Eh, sometimes Like, like, where are we, where are we going? With sometimes. This? What if it was like a test? Be like, and he's like, no, I can't hang out with anyone that watches Bill Maher ever. Well, I said sometimes in a way where it could have gone either way. Where if he was like, if they were like, I don't like Bill Maher, I'd be like, yeah, me neither. But he was like trying to talk about something he saw in Bill Maher, and I didn't want to be a piece. I don't know. I'm, I'd like to keep the peace at work, so I wasn't going to be like, I actually don't like Bill Maher. Like, what am I going to say <laughs> that? He's my associate, I'm my friend. So I was like, yeah, I, you know, I'm familiar with Bill Maher. <laughs> And he was like, well, I saw this guy on there. And I was like, okay, very good. Sounds like a great episode of Bill Maher. Real time with Bill Maher. Yikes. Who was the guest? Ann Coulter this week. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. The idea that I was seriously researching the history of pee was traded as a big joke. Damn, your associates clowning on you? Uh-uh, I can't have that. Writing this book is an attempt to prove my friends wrong. Demonstrating that urine was the first industrial chemical, for example, gives us a powerful illustration that the past was not only a different time, but a profoundly different world. We Imagine all when your that. friends is like, I'm writing a book about urine, and you're like, that's stupid, don't do that. And then like six months later, they give you this book, and the last chapter is I'm calling you out. I'm like, oh. I, my friends are idiots. That's called, that's taking the piss, right? Hey! I guess when I hear British people say that, I like only eighty percent understand what it means. It's, I think it's, it's just like being I think, a dick. I think it's joking around, joking, or, taking the piss, or is it uh, getting drunk and goofing off? I know that they invented the language, but like it feels like such an unintuitive phrase. Taking the piss. Why taking? What does taking the piss mean? To mock at the expense of others, or to be joking without the element of offense. I want to know how it came to be. Taking the piss. I don't like the word taking. Why not? I don't know. Just something about it. Just How about doesn't. Given the piss. Given the piss sounds way like it makes way more sense to me. I'm giving you the piss. Taking the piss. Like you're taking it out of me? No, you're like you're pissing. You're taking a piss on me I'm and taking, my mouth. Taking a piss on your mouth? <laughs> Is that what it means? <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a piss on you. All right. I still don't get it. It's Shakespeare, you know? Oh. Before our age of mass production and advanced chemistry, every object and every substance had value. 
people did not have to be told to recycle. For Victorians and before, a bit of torn cloth used tea leaves and coal ashes could and would be repurposed. Even so, I was surprised to learn that urine was such an essential resource in this pre-industrial age. Learning about the early practices of sanitation was also an eye-opener. The streets of cities used to be piled high with waste. Even in tidy Holland, men would casually pee in the corner of a room. <laughs> when they felt the need. Did you say tiny Holland? <laughs> Teeny, tiny, itsy bitsy Holland, the little gentleman would pee pee in their corner. That's a, I'm a, I realized recently that I'm Dutch, so that's like offensive to me. Yeah, you come from tiny Holland. Is Holland the Netherlands? Uh yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, what's uh Yeah. Sorry. Uh Lubberdink is what my name oh, traces way back to. I think I've said that on the show. Mm -hmm. You talked mm -hmm. about the Lubberdinks before. From old tiny Holland. We can only imagine <laughs> what the past smelt like and also how foreign to previous generations would be our modern notions of germs and cleanliness. The story of uroscopy gives us a graphic window into the strange theories that early doctors had about the workings of the human body. I was also struck by how recently the hormones found in pee were discovered and then were used in a variety of important medical procedures. Oh dear. In the hands of artists, pee became a medium of protest, forcing people to rethink their ideas about what is taboo. I feel like we missed a lot of good stuff here. I'm hearing a lot of things I'm interested in. I like the, appreciate the recap. Yeah. I wish more books had this at the end. I had the same reaction in seeing how sexual practices involving pee, once considered a symptom of mental illness, are now openly celebrated around the world. Mm. Everybody's celebrating it. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I didn't find some of the things that I uncovered in my research odd, but even some of these absurdities were strangely enlightening. In the end, in answer to my smirking friends, I hope I have proved that the subject is no joke and that we all can learn many things about our past and our present by looking deeply into what, at first, might seem to be a frivolous area of study. As Al Franklin so apt. Al Franken so aptly put it, it's what gets me out of bed in the morning. The end. That's an Al Franken quote? That's <laughs> what gets me out of bed in the morning? Al, All right. Al Franklin on the $100 bill? Al Franklin. Big Al with the kite. Okay. Hey, you know what? Honestly, can we give it up? I want, for the thing for the first time ever, I want to give it up for the author, Ronald Bloomer. Yeah. Can we get the band out here? Strike up the band. Ronald Somebody a round out there of applause for Ron Bloomer. Somebody out there had to write this book. And you did it with And his friends were dogging him the whole time. And his associates, which is even Ugh. worse. To write this book, not only and to take it seriously, but in a scholarly fashion. It's just impressive stuff. It Ron. shows courage. It shows courage. It shows it shows gumption, guts. Took the piss right out of me. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. That's what we're saying. 10 out of 10. Love it. Love the piss. Love uh, love you guys. So Love you guys. Glad we're back in action. It's been too long. And uh, now the train's back on the tracks. And we're going to keep going. Except I got to go on vacation in two weeks. So. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go see the Grateful Dead. So I'm oh, gonna be... Lord. And then I think somebody's missing a whole month at the beach. We'll yeah, I'll well, be, next, next, July, next but... Wednesday, we're all going to go see Blink-182. On That's Wednesday. next Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that'll be fun. That'll be more fun than doing the podcast. All right. We'll be back in a couple months. <laughs> 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 no, we'll, we'll we'll get it together. We'll get an episode out soon. Uh, we're back. We're back, and we're going to regularly release episodes 
from now on by hell or high water. Yeah, I'm ready for that Blink-182 concert, though. What are you wearing? What am I wearing? Who gonna, are you wearing? I'm going to grow my hair out shoulder length. Uh-huh. <laughs> bleach, bleach blonde. You going to shave? <laughs> yep, I'm going to shave. I'm going to wear my Jinkos. going to wear my Atticus tee. going to bring a, a skateboard that's never been used with wheels that don't spin. And I'm going to jam out, dude. I'm ready to go. I bring my chain wallet. How about you? What are you wearing? Just that. You said you only got black tees. So it's either that or the Simpsons shirt. Yeah, I was thinking about wearing like a dress shirt, nice uh, button down. That's don't, that's the wrong thing to wear. Like when they do concert, probably <laughs> wear my best. I'll show up in it. We should all wear tuxedos. Maybe some loafers, penny loafers. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm seeing Blink One Eighty Two, and then like four days later, I'm seeing Taylor Swift. <laughs> so that's gonna be quite a week for me. You should get ticks to go see Block Party. That's like the next week. I should. Well, the next week I'm gonna be in Virginia. But mm. if it's if it's not that if it's a, if my dates are wrong, then I'll get it. I did. I was thinking about getting the tickets to that. Then I just didn't because I haven't heard a new Block Party song since I was in college. <laughs> but I guess I should. It's I don't think still, there are any. I think they still make music. Last but, time uh, I saw Block Party, they just played Silent Alarm all the way through. See, that's what I want. I'd like them to do that. I was just yell that when you get there. Silent Alarm only. They'll do it for you. Yeah, I do go to a lot of shows. Our tickets for Taylor Swift were so close. We're shockingly close. I tried to get tickets to that furiously, and I couldn't. And Naomi's got the magic touch. Who are you people? Going to see Taylor Swift, dude. That's the kind of people we are. <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers is opening. Oh, yeah? Is she going to be making out with Bo Burnham? Yeah, probably. He'll probably be there. And then what's his name? The little pervert from the 1975 that everybody hates now. Oh, yeah. He's bad. He's bad guy. And Taylor says, I don't care. She's so famous. She's spitting in her fans' faces. And this is who I'm dating. That's enough pop culture talk from me, probably. Uh, okay, that's the end, right? We're done. Just taking a piss. Let's just take in the old piss. Let's take the piss out of this episode. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Chris Linguist for our art. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. You can find us at letstopthere.com. You can hit us up on social media. Uh, you can give us a phone call, 567-309-0357. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Join the Patreon if you like. <laughs> we haven't posted there in a minute. And there is a pretty long backlog. There's a good backlog. And we're our next episode is going to be a Patreon app. We're back on the saddle. Uh, so $5 a month, you get a whole butt ton of episodes, at least one a month and a whole backlog of episodes. Um, and you can join our we discord aim for two a month, but sometimes it just shakes out to one going and heading into this summer. <laughs> summer is usually slow for us. I'm going to say one a month feels right, but yeah, one a month feels right. But the episodes are also longer. That's yeah, they're six hours long. You don't want to miss them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, join the discord chit chat. Request books, talk shit, get to see pictures of Ganesha's baby and Shane's dog and my ulcer. Uh, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the whole show. We're done. Say bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. We'll catch you next time on Let's, Let's Stop, stop There. there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't practice that one.